Okay, everybody, welcome back once again to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Haggai Davis III, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Here on our show, we like to talk about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Without geek speak or a bunch of acronyms, we just want to talk about technology that's important to us and important to you. We also want to thank Cardinal Capital. To business owners and CEOs, hopefully you have a good relationship with your lender. Even if you do, sometimes you face other challenges, such as a need to consolidate debt, a want to level out your cash flow, or a desire to buy new equipment because you're in growth mode. If this describes you, give Cardinal Capital a call, whatever your need or challenge. They have over 4,000 lenders where they source commercial capital for business clients. Chris, Gary, and Rob at Cardinal Capital have a passion for business, and they want you to succeed. When you meet with Cardinal Capital, they get to know you and your business, so they can present your needs to lending institution that will best fit your unique situation. In short, they go after money for your business. They translate your business into what's important for lenders, and they are good at it. Depending upon what the deal is, no matter how complicated or straightforward, they will help maximize your profitability while setting your business up for success. They find the best solution for your situation, all while being fun and easy to deal with. For more detailed information, visit their website at cardinalcap.net. You can also call them 225-308-3700 or email them info at cardinalcap.net. Haggai Davis II, sitting in with me today, Don Monastero. Don, welcome. Good, good morning, Haggai. We're going to talk a little bit about IT and mostly artificial intelligence and cybersecurity stuff, but we're not going to do geek speaking acronyms. We're not going to get all wonky. Like We're going to try and keep it interesting. Yes, we will definitely keep it interesting, Haggai. I mean, obviously, you can't watch the news. You can't you can't read anything anymore without hearing about cybersecurity and AI. So we're going to try to break it down, simplify it, and, and talk a little bit about it today. We're going to have a couple of guests sit in with us as, as the morning goes along. We're going to have uh, Justin Obney from Paystar and Kenny Nguyen from 368, and maybe one or two other guests along the way. In the meantime... Tell us a little bit about yourself, because everybody knows about me already. Well, well thank you, guys. So, uh, Don Monastery, I'm the CEO of General Informatics. Been back here in Baton Rouge for the last almost three years now, but I grew up in Hammond, Louisiana. Graduated from Southeastern Louisiana University, go Lions. And um, uh, in 1993, I actually moved to Birmingham, Alabama and started my own systems integration company. And... Man, despite every effort to mess that up, I, I was quite successful. We had a great team, much like our team of guests today. It's always good to bring in intelligent people, you know, far smarter than you and I. So <laughs> it's a good idea to have a good group around you. But yeah, in 2008, I sold my company to a private equity organization. And man, have been off to the races ever since. I, I worked for a company called TechLinks, became the president of that company. And then about three years ago, I was given a phone call and, and somebody told me a little bit about general informatics. And um, there was a, quite a large investment made really in, in not just general informatics, but the whole Baton Rouge area. You know, they wanted to grow this organization and say, you know, hey, Don, would you come out here and, and be a part of this? And, and they recruited me to be the CEO. And so I've been here ever since. And we really have had a lot of support from the local community to grow that organization and really become a tech hub, you know, for um, Baton Rouge. So excited about the, you know, what we have going on at General Informatics. We have grown very, very quickly. We've acquired seven companies since I've been here. We have 11 locations across the Southeast 
And man, the things that we're doing, the, the way that we're innovating technology is, is pretty special. And full disclosure, I work for General Informatics as well, so I can't, no, no, uh, no boss jokes today. We'll, we'll keep uh, everything on the up and up. I like my job, want to keep my job. <laughs> we are going through like reviews right now, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I saw that memo, so yes, we, we want to, you know, say nice things. Alondra, thank you for, for being here this morning to keep us on time. You're welcome. I barely got here, but yeah. Oh, that's okay. You're it's been here. a long week. You got here before 6.04. That's yeah, all that matters. that's all that matters. That's right. Everything's we, running. We're good. And and so that's what's going on. The The whole technology world is, is a buzz, obviously, and a lot of stuff going on in the news, a lot of stuff happening out there so that we're just going to sit around and talk. Enjoy a little Prince. Good morning. That's a good way to get started. Absolutely. Again, Haggai Davis, the second. I have to say Haggai the second because Haggai the third, my son, is the co-host on Tech Gumbo with me. But he is currently in Korea studying the artificial intelligence and machine learning and, and a whole lot of stuff that's way over my head even. That's got to be super exciting for him because I know him and I know how much he loves this stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's a incredibly smart kid, yeah. and I'm very proud of him. One of nine nine students from the United States selected to go to Korea by the National Science Foundation. Obviously, took after his mother. I got it right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he got my name. He got everything else from my wife. I've I've said that for most of his this kid's life. When when your kid's six years old and already smarter than you, you just you. My role was just don't don't screw it up. <laughs> right, 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 right. Keep just him alive. Don't don't screw it up. I mean, that, both of my kids were that way, to be honest. And so, uh, you know, I just we we have a dog at the house. So I'm not the low man on the totem pole. I got you. That makes sense. <laughs> just uh, yes. <laughs> my wife was a four O student all the way through graduate school. I have a college diploma. <laughs> there you go. We don't talk GPAs. C's get degrees. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Hey, you can be a C student and still be the president of the United States. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. George W. Bush. We kind of mentioned in the opening we're going to get into a lot more of the artificial intelligence and, and machine learnings and, and cybersecurity. And and it's not that you need to have a, a degree in cybersecurity or artificial intelligence just to be interested in this stuff. No, I mean, look, it's it's impacting and influencing the world, you know. Cybersecurity has been something that we've talked about and, and, and quite honestly, people in my industry have been challenged with for, you know, many, many years. I think from a conversation around artificial intelligence, I think the world kind of tilted on the axis back in November, all because of what OpenAI has, has done. But, man, AI has been around for a long time, so it's not like this is brand new. No, it's not. And, and yes, the, the, the large language models, the chat GPT, the BARDs, and all the, the other ones that are, that are coming out now, they're really, really impressive. They're really, really scary. They're really, really in their infancy. Yes, yes. And that's what people need to understand about these things is that it's, it's got a long way to go. We're just, just scratching the surface on what these things are going to do. I would, I would agree. And, and one of the things that I tell people regularly, as especially when they get scared, is, hey, these things are learning, but they're not thinking. As we, we, we kind of you know, talked about, we're going to be 
spending a lot of time this morning talking about different te- technology-based subjects, and thought it'd be a good idea to go ahead and get into just some general definitions here, help people understand a little bit of, about what's, what we're talking about. So let's start with artificial intelligence. Well, we, we were talking about, and I'm looking at the definition for the large language model. I told you I'd keep this simple. It says, it's a deep learning-based language model embodied by an artificial neural network using an enormous amount of parameters, neurons, and its layers. And you almost read that with a straight face. I know, right? So, you know, when we talk about artificial intelligence, obviously, this is uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning are tied together. Basically, the the simplest definition I can give you, Haggai, is you know machines grabbing information, data, and 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 providing that information back to us in a very eloquent manner. Right? The large language models are really what's creating the buzz because of the way that it's communicating that information back to us. We use AI all the time. I mean, heck, spell check is a form of AI, right? And and it's only until, you know, like I said, in November when the world t- tilted on its axis because of what OpenAI did. But when you think about large language models and, and basically AI in general, it is just an enormous amount of data in a data set that's been trained a very specific way. And what we're finding is more and more, while OpenAI is very general in, in its knowledge, right, it's basically been trained on just about everything you can train it on. These are massive, massive databases. And, and how it gets through all of that data and can predict exactly what it is that we're asking, exactly what it is that we're looking for from an information perspective is, is pretty phenomenal. I think even, you know, the engineers at OpenAI at, after a while was kind of like going, wow, this really turned out better than we even expected, right? And for those of you who don't know, OpenAI is the name of the company that that created ChatGPT that Microsoft had invested tens or $20 billion or something into it and to buy a a large portion. Microsoft doesn't own it all, but they own a big chunk of it, which is why you see the ChatGPT being integrated into Bing, their search engine. It's They're starting to integrate it into Office 365. And when Windows 12 comes out next year in beta, you're going to see the chat GPT built directly into Windows 12. It's baked into the operating system. And and so this large language model, that's what the, the chat GPT and BARD and all of things, what they're doing is they're guessing, predicting whichever word you want to use, the next word. Yes. And then it gets the next word and the next word. And it just strings these words together, which is one of the reasons why they're only about 85% accurate right now. Right, right. They also tend to want to create sites, S-C-I-T-E. They want to cite Washington Post articles that were never written. Don't exist, right. They, they want to create Wikipedia articles that have never been written. And so when you write a paper or, or do something and have Chad GPT create this content for you, you want to fact check it. Yeah, you, and, and so that was what I think unnerved a lot of people right out the gate, which is, you know, when ChatGP does this or, or other LLMs do this, they call it hallucinating. And when you ask the engineers, hey, why does it do that? They say, we really don't know. And uh, guys, I'll, I'll be honest, if my calculator did something and it wasn't supposed to do it, I kind of want to know why. <laughs> and 
it's amazing the the amount of information that this thing takes in. It it reads and just everything that has been written has been it it tries to go and find, and it it tries to assemble and it, the system is trying to learn more of what's going on. Yes. And as it tries to learn more, it gets better at guessing. So it went from about a 75% accuracy eight months ago when it launched to where now they think it's up to about 85% accuracy. Yes. Which is a big, huge jump, but it's still a 15% wrong yes. problem. And so when you have a lot of people who are starting to use this chat GPT or BARD or whatever, like students writing papers... It, it becomes troublesome. Yes, yes. And, and so we'll get into a little bit more of that as we, as we go along, but it's just fascinating where this is going, what it's been doing, and, and how it's, it's going to, to change the way we do. Now we are joined by Justin Obney. Justin is the CTO at Paystar, amongst other things. Justin, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. Uh, really, really interested in the topic that y'all are in. Uh, I guess I can go into a little bit about myself. Please do. Tell us a little bit about your background, what you are, and all that fun stuff. Sure. I've been in tech for about 15 years. Not the normal route. Tried college for a year. <laughs> Didn't quite work out, but I found myself stumbling into tech, and it's been a wild ride ever since. I spent a few years in some consulting companies, some a few years in the enterprise, a couple different big enterprises here. And here recently, I've spent the last about four years in the product space at Paystar and FinTech. In addition to that, we kind of had a little side hustle, me and my buddy, a while back. And we kind of spun that up into a company, Elevator 3, here in Baton Rouge. And I don't know, I guess the last count, we're probably up somewhere between 15 and 20 people. So it's a little a little more than a side hustle these days. So, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't uh, call that a side hustle. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, I'm just excited to be here, uh, all in for tech and just, you know, ready to get into it. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I always say that Baton Rouge is surprising when we start talking about technology because of how many companies that have come here to Baton Rouge and have created some impressive tech over the years. And as I said earlier in the segment, a lot of people come back after leaving and experiencing other things from a technology perspective. And, and it's great to see, you know, what's happening in Louisiana necessarily, you know, from a technology perspective. And so, Haggai, when you called me and said, hey, man, are you going to be in town? You know, we've been trying to get together again for a while. Hey, let's talk about AI. Let's talk about cybersecurity. I was like, man, there are some really, really intelligent folks out there that can can spend some time with us. And Justin came to my mind immediately because... Man, we had like this incredible dinner about what two and a half months ago, three months ago, when this first started to get. It was very really random. Hot. Yeah, it was. Random. It was so random. <laughs> it was random, and so I started to dig into AI because obviously it's going to influence and impact a number of industries, definitely the tech industry. And the more I I, I read about it, the more I, I've learned about it, the more I wanted to learn about it, and so. Connor LeBlanc, who also works at General Informatics, said, hey, I know a guy that you got to go talk to. And so that's how we set up the dinner. And it was a pretty amazing conversation for sure. So I feel like I kind of cheated a little bit because Connor, I, I kind of talked to him about a lot of this stuff going into it. And so I had a good picture of it. And then I found out Don had written a book. And so I like to listen to audiobooks, And I started listening to it. And so like when we actually sat down for dinner, I was like two hours into the audiobook, so we had already been talking in my head for two hours, <laughs> yeah. and I was just ready for my turn to talk. And like, 
I think it turned into like a three hour dinner. And, it, uh, it did. man, it was just, it was very awesome how that kind of stuff can come together in the right opportunity, especially like you said, yeah. here in our city of Baton Rouge. Yeah. You know, we, we really are very fortunate in, especially with what LSU is doing right now, creating their whole cybersecurity uh, division. They're, they're bringing in world-class talent to create the, the, the cybersecurity training in, in the grad school in computer science over there. Abe Begeley, who Professor Dr. Abe Begeley, who's been on Tech Gumbo with me several times, is just such an amazing guy. And what Dr. Tate is doing at LSU, making the technology, the cybersecurity, such a forefront opportunity. Is, it's so cool to sit here and think, all right, this is... That's happening here, right? Yeah, my, my little town here, this, you know, podunk little Baton Rouge, ain't that podunk anymore. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, people ask me, hey, man, why are we putting so much emphasis and time and energy in cybersecurity, in AI, in these technology uh, tool sets? And the answer is, it's required, right? I mean, we've gotten to a place now from a standpoint of, of cybersecurity and i think ai is has always been this in the in the background but now it's kind of coming to the foreground of if you're in you know commerce and you're not using these tools you're slowly but surely falling behind and and you know when i think about you know content generation you mentioned my books i've published three books over the last seven years and this was all you know pre-chat gpt so none of that was was ai generated but it's it's really amazing because I I started training a, an LLM model with just all of the content from my books, and when I asked it to write like me, man, the first couple of paragraphs I was like, God, that sounds like me talking, and it was a little bit unnerving, you know? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Man, I mean, I'm I'm a massive optimist. I mean, in in life and like human potential, and then uh, especially in tech, and so like I historically. I wasn't in AI or any of these fields. I mean, for a lot of my career, I, was, I wasn't even in, in the back end of the software. And so I got into it recently. I really, and something happened. And that's what I've been trying to figure out is how to make people feel that something that happened, because there's something about it that when, when you kind of touch touch it, you can't look away. And right. it just looks like a very, a very positive future in, in my perspective. And I've just been all in ever since then trying to figure out, okay, how can I use this to really make what I want as the future? So, Justin, we talk a lot about this concept of being a prompt engineer. And let me explain what that is to the audience. So a prompt engineer is basically somebody who just is really skilled at communicating with ChatGPT specifically, but other language models as well. And you've done a really good job of this and, and saving your prompts and, and, and really honing those prompts so that you can get the right responses. Tell me a little bit about that and, and tell me what you think about how we should be thinking about that in the future. So uh, I believe earlier y'all broke it down. You kind of went into how the LLM is really just a prediction engine. Now, it's like currently the world's most advanced prediction engine, <laughs> right. but you got to understand it's still just a prediction engine. And so the disclaimer there is the nature of all predictions is they can be wrong. Right. Now, when you kind of talk about the prompt engineer aspect, well, what you're really doing there, and, and this is purely my opinion, I'm certainly not an expert on the subject, but what you're doing there is you're trying to figure out 
what to feed into this engine so that the prediction that it makes is aimed the way you're trying to get it to go. Yeah. And so hopefully what you're really doing there is you're really just kind of pushing that little bit of reasoning or logic off to that piece. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to basically aim it in the right way so that you can skip a lot of the tedious work that you'd otherwise had to do. Right. So old school like me, I remember the phrase garbage in is garbage out. So if you're putting good things in, you're going to get good things out. Oh, I think that's definitely it. And and honestly, that's where you got to kind of let go of your ego a little bit. And you got to kind of be real with yourself when you're trying to put stuff in here. Because just like you said, if you try to fake out this thing, then you're not going to get what you want. So it's, it, it's almost the most pure version of, you know, put in the good stuff if you want the good stuff to come out. Yeah, and, and there is a big difference in, you know, plugging in, tell me about topic A, as opposed to saying, tell me about topic A as if you are a PhD in computer science and you want me to understand because I have an education level of a sixth grader. The, the answer is totally different, right? Oh, definitely. And, and you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's not just about that, that little bit. You, like, it's got layers to what it's predicting. So right. you kind of have to add layers to what you're putting into it. And that's where you really get effective is you start adding those different layers and you start playing with which ones have which effects. When ChatGPT first launched to the public, I went in and I had it give me the Friends Roman Countryman speech as if I was Cajun French. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. I, I'm here to bury Caesar, not to praise him. And I was like, oh, my God, this thing is it, – it, it really stunned me at that moment and thought – okay, the world literally did just change. Yeah. And it's something that we're going to have to learn to use as tools or get used by, and that's where we are. This conversation that we were having about AI, you look, Justin, I'm going to challenge your, your optimism here, right? You know, the questions that I get all the time are, hey, is this going to replace my job? What, like, I've had students call me and go, man, I'm, I'm studying coding, and I keep hearing that coders are going to get replaced by AI. What, what are we – where's your head with that? Well, I – in that, in that you know, it's, it's an optimism, but yeah. to some degree, sometimes it's just like a uh, – what is that? A, a blissful ignorance yeah. <laughs> because when I – you know, at a, at a base level, when I look at it and I see what's possible – What's possible excites me so much more that I don't even look at the scary parts, but you're, you're very correct, and that is a very common question for a lot of people. And I think that a lot of the tools coming out that are branding themselves in the co-pilot space are a beautiful representation of that. I think what this really is is it is a co-pilot more yeah. than it is a replacement. I mean, if I can ask it questions and eight out of ten times it gets it right and I only have to do the real work twice, mm-hmm. that sounds like a win for me. And so I don't think it's necessarily going to – it's going to change the world. It's going to change a lot of jobs. And I – when I got into tech, I thought I was getting into it. I was just going to get into the other side, the infrastructure, the networking, because I thought it was a great thing to get into. But then I realized that there was this other thing that I liked a lot more, and my career path completely changed. Yeah. And so I'm not really scared from that perspective of things changing in the job market because – my optimism for learning is there as well. I love that. And I see each new change as a challenge. And so, I mean, don't get me wrong. When, when the world changes, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely a lot of, 
things you have to do to play catch up. And if a you're shift, not really playing shift, catch you up, yeah. you know, it, it, it will definitely affect you. And so you got to stay on the forefront and really be ready for this. Yeah. So one of the, my issues, change, societal change takes a generation most times. You look at what the smartphones have done. Well, smartphones came out in 2005. Right. And so we've had almost, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you have, we've had 15, almost 20 years of, of evolving with these. We've had eight months of, of this large language model yeah. evolution. And if people don't learn to use this tool, and that's what it has to be as a tool, you go back 120, 150 years, 90% of the jobs were farm-related. And then the tractor came along and replaced all of those jobs. And, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Well, people found new jobs. They found new careers. But it was an evolutionary thing to get there. But people still farm. And that's the thing that I always remind people of, like, you know, talking about being, you know, a coder. A good coder can become a great coder today by using one tool, right? Yeah. And now, to your point, Haggai, if you and I think I know the answer to this question, Justin, but how often do you use ChatGPT? Continuously. <laughs> so like every day, right? Yeah, but but you know, it it's definitely a, a dance, mm-hmm. you know, and I I think right now, like you said, you gotta you gotta use it. You gotta get used to it. It's not stopping, it's not slowing down. And the best thing you can do is, is just get in there and start bumping around, start touching it, and because you'll get a feel for it. And what you do now is going to pay dividends, like because in weeks now will be months to catch up with. And so I'm just kind of hedging my bet by just going in and using it. Now I'm using it in a very meaningful way, not using it for anything that's going to have a big risk for incorrectness or anything like that. Right. But it, it's amazing every time. And sometimes it's not amazing. And you get used to that and you kind of learn how to aim it, like we were saying earlier. Right. So I, I enjoy using the chat GPT with doing tech gumbo. Mm-hmm. I find these articles sometimes like the Wall Street Journal tech page has these articles. And they're 10, 12,000 word articles. Chat GPT, summarize this for me. Yes. You know, I'm going to read the whole article. But if there's 15 or 20 key things in that whole and ChatGPT can grab that for me. Now I have the basis of what that article is about, and it makes it easier to explain when we're talking about it on the show. And that's how I'm using ChatGPT on a very regular basis. One of the first things that Justin and I talked about was the concept of context, right? I, I made the statement that, you know, a, a, a good person can become great. A great person with context with understanding how the LLMs work. And by the way, when I recognized that most LLMs are written in Python, I went back and started learning Python because I wanted to understand the root of it. Right? Same. I wanted, I just wanted to get more and it helped because it created some context. Right. And to your point, Haggai, you know, using it for tech gumbo, using it for, to help me write blogs that we are, are, we use all the time to inform our, our internal staff as well as our, our prospects and customers, it's it's becoming part of the DNA of how we work today. So one of the listeners, Byron, on our Facebook page, he asked, is there a way to use ChatGPT without buying a subscription and everything? Oh, yeah. And the easiest thing is to use Bing. Go to the Microsoft search engine because they have ChatGPT built into it. 
so you can go try it out that way. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Being in tech, I went the opposite direction. I've been downloading <laughs> models on my computer and running them locally. So I, I quickly try to jump on all the betas, and I don't think I've used it in Bing at all yet, but I have conversations with the computer daily. <laughs> and you can also go to OpenAI and put in an account there, and you can. Yeah. there's a free model. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So definitely. You can go to Open a, OpenAI's website and just use ChatGPT straight from that page. And find out, and then go to Google and, and go to their Bard page, and and some of the different ones that are out there. It's fascinating to see the different languages. So, so access to this technology is a massive piece of things going on, and so like that's definitely a big piece to really be aware of. That's a great question yeah. because access to it is definitely going to give advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we've uh, we've kind of been diving in a little bit to the chat gpt we're going to talk a lot more technology but hopefully it's a way that you're understanding and we're not over your head we want to thank general informatics for sponsoring our show general informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology based in baton rouge louisiana General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the southeastern United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 180 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, program designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of business schools and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business strengths. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. If you enjoyed our show today, we are here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. And the show reruns Sundays also at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or you'd like to hear this or previous episodes, check out our podcast. Available on almost every podcast platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, and more. When you're there, be sure to subscribe so you get notified every time we post a new episode. If you like our show or you have any suggestions, let us know on our website at www.techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.